Welcome into another great edition of Board Check, our weekly endeavor, dive, whatever you want to call it, our weekly trip through the world that is the NHL and uh, other great hockey news when it comes around, mostly NHL. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. Welcome in. Obviously, as we have uh, as been the theme lately, uh, this show should have been a couple days ago. My apologies. It has been. Uh, just, uh, non-stop things every, I mean, good, good, nothing really bad. So we've been busy. We've been busy, but we want to get this show to you because we want to get the other ones kicked off for the week. There will be three more shows later this week, if I can help it. <laughs> but tonight, for check is called Better Than Gordy. Why is it called Better Than Gordy? Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Because we actually have two milestones to talk about, or really three, if you want to think about it, as uh, we get into a Vetchkin watch with uh, with that fun. But let's start right here. Oh, as always, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at BoardCheck. Um, really, everything is combined on my Instagram at the impact 99 along with, uh, uh, Triller, TikTok, Facebook, all that, uh, on Facebook, we have our own page for check. Uh, leave us a question, comment, suggestion. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. We want to know. Let's dive into this. Taylor Hall is already finding his place with the Boston Bruins ever since getting traded there. I know what he said. He said he wanted to stay in Buffalo. I, I applaud that. First of all, you have to say that. Second of all, he meant it. He he had no problem staying there, but Buffalo went to him, said, it's going to be best for our organization if we try to move you. Lucky for him, he got moved to the Boston Bruins, who are one of the best teams in the league. So, uh, Taylor Hall, already one of my favorite players, but he's on team number, see if I can name them all. All right, he started his career in Edmonton, his first overall draft pick in the middle of that three or four year stretch where they got him. Um... He went from there. I think he played in Arizona for a while. He's played with Buffalo. He's played with Boston. 
He's played with the Devils. I believe that is the signed puck I have from him is the Devils. But Taylor Hall, one of, the, one of the better players in this league, one of the unsung uh, unsung heroes a lot of nights. And uh, the fact that he's already fitting in with the Bruins does not surprise me at all, and it's, and it's really fantastic. Wish him best. Maybe I will get a chance to see him play in the next couple of years. That would be nice. But uh, until then, hey, Taylor, keep racking up those points, bud. Uh, Crosby, who just has done all kinds of miraculous things over the years, he did something <laughs> even I haven't seen him do at this point. Uh, the other night, he is uh, out on the ice, and uh, he breaks his stick. Most of the time when people break a stick, they will uh, trot back and they'll go on and swap them out on the ice. Well, he didn't want to be swapped out. He got a new stick and then just pulled off a miracle. Just miracle. Uh, goal. And uh, you don't see that very often. It's just like... Breaking out of the penalty box, or not breaking out, but getting out of the penalty box and leading the on-man rush to score a goal, you think it would happen a lot more than it does. It really doesn't. And then breaking your stick, getting a new one, you know, circling to the bench, getting a new one, coming back and scoring a goal. I just, that's Sid the Kid, man. I, I, what did I call him? Sid the Wiz is what I called him last season on this show because uh, he's not really a kid anymore. So, uh, congratulations to him on that. Now we're to our first milestone. And that milestone is, congratulations to Marc-Andre Fleury of the Vegas Golden Knights, as he has 486 total victories right now. He is three shy of being tied for third with the, uh, Roberto Luongo. I remember Roberto Luongo. He played for a long time, was really good. Uh, but Mark Andre Fleury passed Ed Belfour, who is uh, who is two behind him now with uh, 484. Depends on how much longer Mark Andre Fleury plays. He would need 205 to to tie Martin Brodeur, and he would need. I mean, he's not that far away. He's 65 away from Patrick Y in second. Uh, but congratulations to Flurry. He's going to end up with at least 500 wins, and that is just incredible. Just just incredible. Um, as far as other people, the next active person is 14th with Ryan Miller. Ryan has 390. But uh, that's uh, that's just a, a wicked sick list for sure. Um, much to the chagrin of the New York Rangers or Reeves Ranger fans, Buffalo captain Jack Eichel is out for the rest of the season. He has a herniated disc in his neck. Ouch! That that's 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 not a good. Wish him the best of recovery, but like I said, Ranger fans, a lot of Ranger fans, and probably some top brass, 
had this overwhelming feeling that the Rangers were going to make a play for Jack Eichel. Possibly if he didn't get injured, there was a chance. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to see at the end of the season now where these teams are because the Rangers have made a pretty good strides without him. Buffalo is in the process of overturning their roster, so uh, could they get rid of their captain? Yeah, could they let their captain walk? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but once again, just wish him the uh, speediest of recoveries. It's, uh, man, anytime we talk about the spine, the neck, the back, any of that, it's you, you got to be real careful with that stuff. Uh, but on some people that are really making some waves, uh, goalie Chris Dreider, or Dreiger, has uh, just really came out of nowhere. Off the top of my head, uh, trying to remember, not sure why we did not write down in the notes who he plays for. Let's see if we can pull this up real quick. I'm sure a lot of you guys are yelling at me right now. Because you know what team he plays for, and I cannot, for the life of me, think. Anyway, I'll come back to it. Or as I. There he is. Plays for the Florida Panthers. That's why I couldn't remember. Plays for the Florida Panthers. He has just been lighting it up recently. Just really come out of nowhere because, I mean, maybe Panther fans, you guys knew who he was. A lot of the rest of the league, and especially a lot of fans, did not know who Chris was. But he has emerged as a uh, maybe a guy going forward that uh, if Florida decides to do something with him, maybe another team can build with. Or if Florida decides to make him the guy, he's a guy you can rely on night in and night out. And uh, he, he's fun to watch. Got a chance to watch their game uh, last week one of their games last week, and uh, he, yeah, he's all over the place in a good way. Speaking of all over the place and, and suddenly dialing it back in, the Rangers are Timmy Panarin. Ever since returning after his family crisis, potential political stuff involved and all that, uh, it's good to know his family is safe. But he is now officially heating up at the right time for the Rangers. And, you know, all that time without him and all that time and him trying to, to come back from being out like that, the Rangers really started to catch fire. And now he is just propelling that into it's it's a just a massive wildfire up there in New York. It's, it's about time the Rangers had a really good run like this. And for people who want to know, I am drinking some amazing dark roast coffee from a good friend of the show, the Buttered Utter. I got this one in Bremen uh, on my way here to the studio today. Go by and check them out uh, for what it matters. I had a piece of peanut butter pie that 
that uh, rivals almost any I've ever had. Uh, it's one of my go-tos there. Uh, they're amazing ice creams as well. They had, God, I bet they had 20 flavors ready to go from the time you walk in. Uh, go by and check them out. If you're in Carrollton, if you're in Bremen, go check them out. And I think Sprinkles Donuts in Villabrica was also carrying some of their was also carrying some of their uh, ice cream. So if you're up that way, check it out. You know, like I say, hey, if you're not a part of this show, I usually don't tell you what I'm eating or drinking, but they are very much part of this show. I'll tell you. It's the Buttered Udder. Go check them out. Tell them I said hello. Uh, I mean, this is this is this was a milestone week. Uh, Milan Lucic. Played his 1,000th NHL game. He plays for the uh, Calgary Flames at the moment, but 1,000 games. Wow. There's only one other achievement that we're going to talk about today that rivals that. But for Lucic to get 1,000 games, you got to think how healthy you got to be in that. Um, it's, it's not like a lot of other sports where you can just kind of compile stats and, and things like that. you got to think... They play, what, uh, 82 games a year? If if he never played in the playoffs, that's a little over almost 12 and a quarter years, seasons he would have to play. With playoffs, you know, you, you could probably say that's that's without injury. That's, that's, that's just, that's insane. That's. It just shows you the type of achievement that that is. And, uh, you know, Milan Lucic, keep doing what you're doing. It's great that uh, you found a home in Calgary. And, you know, keep on keeping on. Now, let's get into some of these trades. That have happened. You know, some of the ones I didn't talk about on the last show. I'll talk about it this time around. Somebody's making big dividends, including this one. The Florida Panthers got forward Sam Bennett. The Calgary Flames got Emil Heinemann and a second round pick. How big was this? Well, this is how big this was. Sam Bennett scored his first goal for the Panthers, or as a Panther, just about a day or so ago. He scored his second earlier tonight. And as part of as part of a one two tandem where he had a teammate also score and they were within fourteen seconds of each other, I believe. Do we have that somewhere? There we go. Panthers strike twice in fourteen seconds. Oh, it was Alexander Barkov and Sam Bennett. That's that's incredible. That's why you trade for a Sam Bennett. Because he will make your team better, and he puts points on the board. Now, I also like that Calgary gets Emil Heinemann. I think they can do some cool stuff with him. And uh, that second-round pick will just go to helping to turn over this roster and uh, build for the future in Calgary. There's a handful of teams that have, have decided that that's just what needs to happen. Uh, the Washington Capitals got... 
Anthony Montha, where the Detroit Red Wings got Jacob Verana, uh, Richard Panic, and two picks. That's a pretty good haul for both. Anthony Montha will uh, make a big impact in Washington as they push towards the playoffs, and Detroit, who is trying to uh, just you know, redo their roster and, and start over in the next couple of years. They get Jacob Verona, who is a great guy they can they can use to build on, or they could use him as a short rental or whatever need to. Uh, Richard Panic is going to add depth, and those two picks are, you know, in the NHL, it's it's not just about trying to find people who can fog up a mirror. You're trying to find people who can make an impact and and really get the momentum and the ball rolling for your side. And that's what those picks, and that's what people like Verona and Panic are going to do. Uh, let's see. I know the Vegas Golden Knights got Matias uh, uh, Yanmark from Chicago. Uh, some of the other bigger deals. Uh, the Flyers extend Scott Lawton, a five-year, $15 million extension there because there were thoughts of trading him. Instead, they extended him. The LA Kings did the same with Alex Iafello. Four years, $16 million there. I like good round numbers. Look at that. Five-year, five $15 million, averages out of three a year. Pretty easy, right? $16 million over four years, that's $4 million a year. Quick math lesson there. Kids, this is why math is important. You got That way you understand what your favorite player is getting play, paid and why that matters. Uh, another, I mean, just... He, this guy's not really emerging, but he is just having a, an outstanding season in general, and it's just leading to what could be a big playoff run. Now, I have to go through my Maple Leafs, potentially my Golden Knights, people who don't know that. But uh, Connor Hellebuck, that guy sometimes single-handedly is keeping – the Winnipeg Jets in this. And you guys know I'm not the world's biggest Jets fan. I respect them. I, I wish them well, except for when they're playing my teams. But, yeah, still Thrasher burned on that one. But Connor, man, he, I can't lie. Even though I unexpectedly found out it was the quarterfinals of the Fantasy League playoffs started this week, uh, he's on one of my fantasy teams, and he has been my workhorse all year. He's part of the reason why I'm in the top bracket. Didn't I say top position? I'm in the top bracket. But uh, Connor Hellebuck, they better hold on to him in Winnipeg because he, when him and Mark Sheepley are really keeping things going. Uh, let's see. This is the uh, the actual details on the Taylor Hall deal because Boston got Taylor Hall, Curtis Laser, and Buffalo got Anders Bjork and a second round pick in 2021. That would be this year. That's pretty good. That's pretty good deal right there because Taylor Hall will make. I think he's on the second line. He would make instant impact, and uh, Curtis Laser just going to add depth to this Boston team. Uh, Anders Bjork. Obviously, he did some pretty good stuff. He was getting covered up on the depth chart, 
in Buffalo. He'll get a chance to play more, and uh, that second-round pick will hopefully pan out for Buffalo and get them out of the basement. They might be in sub-basement. Uh, let's see. There's a bunch of other deals. Um, Toronto got a goalie. They went and got David Riddick, who has already played a handful of times. That is pretty nice. Calgary got the a 20-22 third-round pick. I think Jack Campbell emerging to pretty much show that he can be the leading guy going forward. Having David Riddick as his backup, that that just puts him in a really, really solid place where Hutchison wasn't quite living up to the billing. And Hudson, I give him credit. He was a lot better this year than he was last year. But Riddick is going to just really help the Maple Leafs because going into the playoffs, you're going to need at least three goalies that you can rely on. And I think this takes a lot of the pressure off the other ones. And it, it helps Toronto moving forward. We talked about what picks do. Now, lastly, before we get into the standings and league leaders, shout out to the San Jose Sharks, Patrick Marlowe, who you remember I said earlier, Juan Lucic played in his thousandth game. Patrick Marlowe the other night played in his 1,768th game in the league. He first started playing in 1997, which is crazy. That was only a couple years after I got into hockey. And uh, he passes the legendary Gordie Howe. In playing as 1,768. Not not every day you can pass a Gordie Howe record. Especially in the amount of games played. Gordie seemed like he played forever. Seemed like he'd still be playing if they'd let him. If they would have let him. But uh, shout out to Patrick Marlowe, man. It's uh, it, it, that's, that's an incredible achievement. I looked it up earlier. If you just played regular season games, that's over 21 seasons. Obviously, he's played a lot in the postseason, but uh, just, that's just an incredible achievement. That's, that's Cal Ripken-like, that when is that ever going to be broken? I don't, I think it's a long way. Milan Lucic would have to play almost twice as long as he's played right now. That's just amazing. Just amazing. All right, let's go to the league leaders. Let's start with assists. Connor McDavid has 50. Patrick Kane has 42. Leon Dreisaitl has 41. Once again, Dreisaitl and McDavid are on the same team. That's crazy. You go to the goal leaders. Austin Matthews with 33. Miko Rantanen of Colorado has 26. And... Connor McDavid and Alexander Ovechkin both have 24. Marshawn with 23. Uh, Alex DeBrinkett with 23 as well. That's, man, that's, I'm telling you. When Marshawn stops being goofy, he can be a league leader. Now, when we go to points, I think it's pretty easy to figure out. Connor McDavid has 74. Leon Dreisaitl has 63. That means that is 137 points between two teammates. That's got to be some kind of record. If it's not, they got to be close to one. Then Patrick Kane in Chicago quietly keeping himself on the leaderboard with 57. 
total points. Now, now that he's back, I will start giving him more credit as far as the goalies go. The goals against average, Peter Morazic, the returning Peter Morazic, has a 1.60 goals against average. Uh, Jeremy Swayman, sounds like a chipper, awesome guy, from Boston has a 1.78. And Philip Gustafson has a 1.81 for the Ottawa Senators. Senators need everything they can get. Save percentage, you got Gustafson with a 946. The Ducks' Anthony Stolarz has a 9.43. He has been on fire lately. And returning Peter Morazic with a 9.39. Save percentage there. In wins, Andre Vasilevsky of the Tampa Bay Lightning, a.k.a. the defending champs, has 27. Phil Grubauer from Colorado has 25. And the aforementioned Connor Hellebuck for Winnipeg, has 21. That's a ton for such a short season. And, of course, in shutouts, Philip Grubauer of Colorado with five, Marc-Andre Fleury with five that we talked about. And to round out the podium finish, if it will load, maybe it'll load. There we go, Andre Vasilevsky and uh, Samen Varlamov of the Islanders with four on that one. Now, let's go to the standings because we're getting real close. We're getting real close to the end of the year. Obviously, the way this is going to go is in each division, the top four in each division uh, will basically battle it out. The winners of those divisions will then, I'm not sure what the travel schedule is going to be, but at that point, Two divisions will play against each other. The other two will play against each other. The winner of those will play for the Stanley Cup. That is pretty much how things are going to go. I mean, I just do not think you can get much simpler than that. And, of course, since our computers here know that we would like to pull this up, it is taking its own sweet time because it was just loaded up a minute ago. And then it decided it didn't want to do that. Anytime now. Great radio we have going. Come on now. Sometime today. Hey, look at that. It's up. All right. Let's start in the Honda West where my Vegas Golden Knights hold a two-point lead with 66 points over Colorado at 64. Third place is the Minnesota Wild with 59 and Arizona with 45. I would say at that point, those top three are all but locked in. Obviously, there's still a handful more games to go. A lot of crazy things can happen. 
But pretty much Arizona holding on to a, uh, they have 45 points in fourth place. The Blues right behind them with 44 are in the chase. San Jose at 41, I think, are still in it. The LA Kings at 38 are barely hanging on. And it would take a lot, but Anaheim at 35 could make a potential run. But I would pretty much say Vegas, Colorado, Minnesota, and then either St. Louis or Arizona, more than likely, coming out of that. Discover Central, the Florida Panthers, who beefed up. We've been talking about them. have 65 points. They hold the lead over Carolina, who has 63. The returning champs, Tampa Bay, with 62. Pretty much, you could all but lock them in. Nashville at 51 has suddenly made a run almost back from the dead. That's your top four at the moment. Like I said, they still all have about between seven to ten games to go, depending on the team. Uh, 48 points for Dallas Stars that are just trying to make the most of a just awful start. Chicago has 47. They're still barely hanging on in it. And after that, Detroit with 39 and the Columbus Blue Jackets with 39. They're pretty much building for next year. We know that. Speaking of building for next year, Buffalo is at the bottom of the Mass Mutual East with 31. The New Jersey Devils at 34. Both of them are are looking for next year. Uh, 47 points for the Flyers. The Rangers have 52. That is only six behind the fourth place Boston Bruins with 58. 59 for the Penguins in third. 62 for both Washington and the New York Islanders as they are tied at the top. Uh, That one's still wide open. It's about a five or six team race there. Uh, it'll take a little bit for Philly to get up there, but the Rangers could very much take that fourth spot at uh, some time. Now, to the Scotia North, where Ottawa has 36, Vancouver has 37. Ottawa's, eh, they're they're still kind of hanging on. They could make a run. Calgary with 41 is in fifth, and then now we go top four. We get the Montreal Canadiens with 47, Edmonton Oilers at 56. Winnipeg Jets and uh, Connor Hellebuck at 57, and the my Toronto Maple Leafs at 61. That's going to do it for us this week. Thanks to everybody who tuned in for another great edition of Forward Tech. This one titled Better Than Gordy. We will see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses. Go watch hockey.